This is The Last Call with Chris Michaels. I am your host, Chris Michaels. And as always, get in store or whatever. We don't, (laughs) you don't get in store, but what we have in store is another riveting week after a couple of days off uh, of more current events. One of the things that we always, always, always talk about here is that how Donald Trump essentially puts his political capital behind certain cosmological and astrological events. So what has been going on in that regard? Well, the Schumann residence, which is basically the electromagnetic pulses that the Earth magically does on its own, have been going bananas, particularly today. And we have seen a lot of stories come out today May 17th, that are really, really troubling. And on top of that, between the days of May 18th and 19th, which is tomorrow and the day after, we are supposed to be on the receiving end of a coronal mass ejection. Oh, yeah. What does that mean? It means that the sun is going to basically electromagnetically spooge all over the Earth. Now, why are these events significant? Oh, by the way, uh, Mercury in retrograde is just about to start at the end of May. We are currently in the shadow period of Mercury in retrograde, which essentially means that communications are going to be all messed up. So a lot of deception, um, a lot of missed emails, whether you're sending them or somebody is trying to send you emails, you miss them, they miss them. Uh, Intents are misconstrued. People don't understand you. You don't understand them. Uh, As always, during the Mercury and retrograde period, watch out for those dusty X's because they can be under every single log behind doorways, stalking you from afar, waiting in their car just for the right moment to say, I'm sorry. (laughs) I don't know. But anyway, the point is, is that we're having a couple of significant events that are going to occur over the next week or so. Uh, And it all has to do with electromagnetic frequencies impacting the way people act on planet Earth. So what else happens with the Schumann resonance? Basically, when we see a high Schumann resonance, that usually means that we're going to experience a lot of events, a lot of sudden rapid events that usually take us by surprise. A lot of energy, a lot of action going on. When we see CMEs, coronal mass erections or ejaculations, I mean coronal mass ejections, like we're going to see on May 18th and 19th, Usually what happens is is that people's electromagnetic fields that we all naturally emit, or if you've gotten the inoculations uh, somehow receive, um, people get angsty. They get, oh, they, they feel kind of off. Uh, things don't make sense. They get confused. They get bitter, not bitter, but they get, you know, just like, Ugh, why are you talking to me? I don't want to talk to you. And so they get irritable and irritated very, very quickly. And so just watch out for those kinds of things. Now, Trump usually moves politically around events like these, including Mercury and retrograde. So we're in store for a good time over the next couple of weeks. So just watch out for that kind of thing. And we're already starting to see the effects of this for a number of reasons. First and foremost... 
we must go on the surface and look at none other than Bill Pizza Gates. Bill Gates, oh boy, is somebody in hot water. We have now discovered that Melinda Gates, Kevin Klein lookalike, Melinda Gates wanted to divorce Bill Gates ever since at least 2019. Oddly enough, the Microsoft board member, uh, or the Microsoft's board, wanted to get Bill Gates out of the way also in 2019, mostly because Bill Gates was participating in an inappropriate sexual relationship with an employee. Gosh, what will the woke crowd think of next? (laughs) Anyway, this is all reported by the Wall Street Journal, and uh, now he is stepping down uh, after a long time. Some board members asked about Mr. Gates' is dealing with Mr. Epstein. Oh, gosh. We found out that Gates and Epstein were a whole bunch of buddies hanging out at what was known as, quote-unquote, the Men's Club, which is Jeffrey Epstein's $77 million Manhattan townhouse. And Bill Gates was known to frequent there often. And Gates and Epstein used to spill tea and shoot the shit uh, and traded advice on Bill's toxic marriage and also Jeffrey Epstein's damaged pedo image. So they were just trying to help each other out, according to the Daily Beast. Gates used the gatherings at Epstein's house as an escape from what he told Epstein was a toxic marriage, a topic both men found humorous. Yes, it is a toxic marriage because Bill Gates is hanging around with a pedophile, and Bill Gates was well-known within Microsoft... Uh, from his hometown before he was married, directly after he was married, for being a slut. So yeah, somebody after 27 years, almost three decades of dealing with a slut behind closed doors, despite the fact that he's a billionaire, yes, it does wear on somebody after a while. The billionaire met Epstein dozens of times, starting in 2011, which, by the way, 2011 was three years after Jeffrey Epstein had the book thrown at him for basically pedophilia and continuing through to 2014, mostly at the financier's Manhattan home. Gates, in turn, encouraged Epstein to rehabilitate his image in the media following his 2008 guilty plea for soliciting a minor for prostitution. (laughs) And by the way, the people that are going after Ghislaine Maxwell, Jeffrey Epstein's uh, handler from the Mossad, They are begging, begging Bill Gates to come forward with any information he could have about child trafficking, about uh, Ghislaine Maxwell's influence on Jeffrey Epstein, what she was doing, how she participated in the child trafficking, what kind of drug running were they involved with. Oh, uh, I would also like to know whether or not Little St. James, Jeffrey Epstein's island, also had a submarine pen because Joe Biden, president of the United States, had uh, some property not so far away on the coast on another island in the Caribbean that's just a scant a hop and a jump to Little St. James. And also Ghislaine Maxwell. Yes, you best it. You, you guessed it, not you best it. Uh, she was a sub-captain, so she knew how to operate submarines. What a doll. 
So uh, on and on, the Daily Beast continues uh, that basically they had a dude-bro relationship, Jeffrey Epstein and Bill Gates. Now, all of a sudden, now that Jeffrey Epstein and Bill Gates, their relationship has been exposed, uh, we see a sudden decline in all of the COVID nonsense. India has flipped the bird to Dr. Fauci. India has told Bill Gates to shove it because India is starting to go back and, and beginning to use all of the medicines, all of the medicines that we in the United States were told not to use. And it, we are seeing a massive, massive impact. Uh, they are starting to use ivermectin. And we spoke about this. We spoke about ivermectin. And they're also uh, starting to use hydroxychloroquine. Both of these items are used or are known to fight back cancer or to, to stop uh, essentially what is cancer, but it, uh, cancer can be uh, the, uh, the side effect of radiation poisoning. So uh, we're not surprised here <laughs> that they're suddenly finding that these anti-cancer pills uh, are what is helping them along. And there's some news about a whole bunch of uh, forensic audit stuff in New Hampshire. We'll bring that up tomorrow because there's a lot going on here. Uh, but, you know, we are starting to find out also more things about Bill Gates, and that comes from Dr. Roy Shet. oh man, I can't say his name, Shestovitz, Sh Sh yeah, I think that's it, Sh whatever, uh, and he, penned a missive, Seattle police repeatedly falling behind its own promised schedules, admitting there are almost 3,000 Pages, three, zero, zero, zero pages in its report about arrest for pedophilia in the mansion of Bill Gates. Bill Gates seems to have taken a page out of Jeffrey Epstein's playbook and engaged in child trafficking. What a coincidence. Gosh, who would have thunk that people that hang around Jeffrey Epstein would be into pedophilia? What are the odds? <laughs> But the point that they're getting at here is that the police basically squashed everything. And this goes back to at least 1998. And we know for a fact that Bill Gates, to remove all of these pieces, all of these reports about him and his, his alleged child trafficking and pedophilia, he spends close to $100 million a year on PR public relations, covering up his tracks, making sure his name is not skewered in the media like it very well should be skewered. And we are going to be watching this story uh, more and more because I think, I think with the Schumann resonance, with the, uh, with the sun, we're going to start to see how many more times can I say that? Where uh, Bill Gates is in is in a lot of trouble, and there are also other individuals that are going to be in trouble. One person in particular is someone that I've got no, no love for. I think he's lower than the turds I flush. Doctor Fauci, hook nose little twerp, uh, Doctor Fauci, who screwed up the AIDS epidemic or pandemic, in quotes, assuming that's what it is, and is now responsible essentially for COVID and the way it has been 
done. Now Dr. Fauci is out there. He has been linked to funding, and we brought this up last week, funding NIH or uh, funding coronavirus research, uh, the NIH giving money to, uh, I think it's EcoHealth, and then summarily that money being given to the Wuhan uh, Wuhan, uh, Virology Lab. And it's, it's all it is. It's just money laundering straight from the top. That's all we are talking. It's nothing more complex. And now that that has come out, we're starting to see, God damn it, I can't stop saying it. Uh, Dr. Fauci is now on his way out. And he came across all of the Sunday morning news programs by saying COVID-19 has shown a bright light on our own society's failings, arguing that African-Americans, Hispanics, and Native Americans are all more susceptible to the virus because of pre-existing health conditions stemming directly from social factors, including access to health care and availability of an adequate diet. Very few of these comorbidities have racial determinants, Dr. Fauci said. Almost all relate to the social determinants, gosh, of health dating back to disadvantageous uh, conditions with that some people of color find themselves in from birth regarding the availability of an adequate diet, access to health care, and the undeniable effects, here we go, of racism in our society. Oh, gosh. And thank goodness, soggy possum Rand Paul came out and demolished Dr. Fauci yet again by calling him a little dictator who acts in, uh, what does he say? Who acts like an ignoramus every single day. And in this particular instance, Dr. Fauci is receiving the ire of Dr. Paul because of his mask mandate on children. Paul stated that Fauci probably has the highest IQ for someone who actually acts like an ignoramus every day of the week. Kids don't get this disease. When they do get it, it's a mild form. They don't transmit it well. We've got two years of evidence with this. The CDC still have their camp provision. They want them going around camp wearing a mask, doing the six-foot stuff. There's no science behind it. It's all conjecture. It's all Tony Fauci, his way or the highway. Mr. Little Dictator, if Fauci wants to have kids mask up and wear masks everywhere, he should show us the science. And, of course, Dr. Fauci can't. And finally, we've got this very interesting article, which was uncovered recently by a very, very good sleuth. This article comes almost uh, from four years ago, March 24th, 2016. This is in theguardian.com. Genetically engineered... Now, this is important, boys and girls, uh, pay attention to this one. Genetically engineered magnetoprotein remotely controls brain and behavior. Wow! <laughs> what could have... <laughs> what are the odds that five years later, something like this could actually happen? Badass... <laughs> So the article says, researchers in the United States have developed a new method for controlling the brain circuits associated with complex animal behaviors using genetic engineering to create a magnetized protein that activates specific groups of nerve cells from a distance. 
Oh boy, the most powerful of these is a method called optogenetics, which enables researchers to switch populations of related neurons on or off on a millisecond by millisecond time scale with pulses of laser light. That is an important phrase here. Uh, switches populations of related neurons on or off on a millisecond by millisecond timescale with pulses of laser lights. And I will come back to that sentence at the end of this. What they're basically saying is that your neurons, uh, so uh, basically anything in your body that communicates via neurons, which is everything, uh, thoughts, emotions, um, motor skills, they can impact that with laser lights. Another recently developed method, according to this article back then, called chemogenetics, uses engineered proteins, gosh, that are activated by designer drugs and can be targeted to specific cell types. My goodness, doesn't that sound like the mRNA genetic <laughs> gene therapy platform? Although powerful, both of these methods have drawbacks. Optogenetics is invasive, requiring insertion of optical fibers that deliver the light pulses into the brain. And furthermore, the extent to which the light penetrates the dense brain tissue is limited. Chemogenetic approaches overcome both of these limitations, but typically induce biochemical reactions that take several seconds to activate nerve cells. Ooh, all of this is being researched in Charlottesville at UVA, University of Virginia. Okay, so now we're going to get into the meat of the article. Now, I want you to really understand why I am bringing up this article and why I think it is so important. Re just relate to this article. Keep the idea of what we've been talking about with the mRNA vaccines, gene therapy platforms being injected into people, okay? I generally do not call these things vaccines. I call them inoculations because it's a more accurate form of what is actually happening here. So these mRNA gene therapy inoculations get under your skin. You start creating spike proteins artificially. We also know that hydrogel is in these inoculations, which is a nanotech, which uh, after it was studied on the military, we find out that it generates its own energy. We also find out that it is responsive to Wi-Fi. Isn't that something? Uh, so we're now, I want, keeping all of that in mind, keeping all of that in mind, I want you to listen to this article. Several early studies have shown the nerve cell proteins, mRNA, which are activated by heat, body temperature, and mechanical pressure, just your muscles moving around, can be genetically engineered so that they become sensitive to radio waves and magnetic fields by attaching them to iron-storing proteins called ferritin or to inorganic paramagnetic particles. Okay, the protein called ferritin is oddly enough the same thing that they're using in the mRNA uh, inoculations. And also, if we're talking about inorganic paramagnetic particles, meaning all of the chemtrails that they've been spraying that are full of... 
uh, oh, what's the thing, uh, barium and things like that, aluminum. These methods represent an important advance. They have, for example, already been used to regulate blood glucose, glucose levels in mice, but involve multiple blah, 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 so on and so forth. Okay, so the new technique builds on this work and is based on a protein called TRPV4, which is sensitive to temperature. These stimuli open its central pore, allowing electrical current to flow through the cell membrane. That This evokes nervous impulses that travel into the spinal cord and then up to the brain. Basically what they did was they opened up your cells through these spike proteins, assuming that this mRNA inoculation is close to what we're finding out in this article from five years ago. They've allowed the cells to basically generate electrical current more readily and also allowed the brain via the spinal cord to receive these messages, assuming hydrogel is involved here, these messages from commands via Wi-Fi. Now, <laughs> heavy stuff, I know. <laughs> Continuing on, uh, so what else do we have here? When they introduced this genetic construct into the human embryonic kidney cells, the cells synthesized the magnetoprotein and inserted it into their own membrane. So the cells readily accepted this type of protein. Application of a magnetic field activated the engineered TRPV1 protein as evidenced by transient increases in calcium ion concentration within the cells. Okay, so what that means is, is that when they injected this magnetoprotein, that's what they're calling this thing, the body fully accepted it. The body fully accepted it and, and, by introducing an EMF field, an electromagnetic field, your cell phones, your cell towers, 5G, 4G, LTE, the body allowed these things to get moving. Next, the researchers inserted the magneto-DNA sequence into the genome of, guess what, a virus, together with the gene-encoding protein and the regulatory DNA sequences that caused the construct to be expressed only in certain neurons. They then injected the virus into the brains of mice via, and they targeted, the entorhinal cortex. Now, where is the entorhinal cortex? Why, it's magically way up there, really close to your pineal gland, where just it's about the same spot they're shoving all of those PCR swabs at. Gosh, what are the odds of all of this stuff coming together so nicely? Using microelectrodes, they then showed that applying a magnetic field to the brain after they dissected the mice, that this is part of an experiment, the cells produced nervous impulses, meaning that once they inserted the magneto DNA sequence, the protein via a virus, they threw by adding an electromagnetic field to the experiment. The cells were reacting 
to the fields, the electromagnetic impulses, commands. That's what they did to determine whether Magneto can be used to manipulate neuronal activity. They injected it into zebrafish larvae, targeting neurons in the trunk, and blah, blah, blah. They then placed the larvae into a specially built magnetized aquarium, meaning magnetic fields bouncing around all over the place, and found that exposure to a magnetic field induced coiling maneuvers similar to those that occur during the escape response. This experiment involved nine, blah, blah, blah. So what that means is, is that it caused panic. It caused them to try and get away. Coiling maneuvers. Now, this is the one that this next experiment that they, that they did is the really disturbing one. In a final experiment, researchers injected Magneto into the striatum of freely behaving mice, a deep brain structure containing dopamine-producing neurons that are involved in reward and motivation, and then placed the animals in an apparatus split into magnetized and non-magnetized sections. Mice expressing Magneto spent far more time in the magnetized areas than mice that didn't because activation of the protein of, in other words, of the spiked protein that people that have been inoculated are now producing nonstop spent far more uh, because activation of the protein in this mice caused the striatal neurons expressing it to release dopamine so that the mice found being in those areas more rewarding. Basically, what you did was, or what they did was, they inserted a protein that was able to find the mouse's or the mice's dopamine response mechanisms. And every time those mice were in magnetic fields, that protein caused the release of dopamine. Basically, what they did was that they created a complete docility reaction to, to totalitarianism. Because all of the people, assuming that this is close, this experiment is close to what's going on here, all of the people that have been inoculated with these spike proteins, with the neurogel that's involved here, interacting with 5G fields, they are going to start to feel more secure. I've done my bit for society. I'm a hero. And they are going to feel better and better about themselves and the next step forwards. Or, as we found out before, if they are inducing an escape response like they did in those fish or the larva, uh, then they can create more panic. So in reality, it doesn't matter. So what, they're, what they can do is, during really, really stressful times when these madmen in power are going to about to do something that's extremely heinous, they can fire up 5G. They can make your cell phones emit more radiation and they can cause those proteins, those spike proteins that people are constantly generating now to react a certain way and release dopamine, which means that you're perfectly happy with no matter what's going on around you. They've basically been able to give people dopamine lobotomies 
for whatever purpose that they want. So uh, neuroscientist Steve Ramirez of Harvard University, uni- <laughs> hey, I, got, I got this far without messing it up, uh, who uses optogenetics to manipulate memories in the brains of mice, calls the study, quote unquote, badass. So not only can they cause fight or flight responses, not only can they cause neurons to go in certain directions, basically controlling motor skills, and not only can they cause the release of dopamine, they can manipulate the memories. So you thought you saw something over there, but you don't exactly remember it. Or they can insert memories to make sure that you think a certain way. So Mr. Ramirez says, previous attempts using magnets to control neuronal activity needed multiple components for the system to work. Injecting magnetic particles, injecting a virus that expresses a heat-sensitive channel, or head-fixing the animal so that a coil could induce changes in magnetism. The problem with having a multi-component system is that there's no such room for each individual piece to break down. Meaning if one thing goes sideways, they all go sideways. This system, this new system with the magnetoproteins is a single elegant virus that can be injected anywhere in the brain, like a PCR swap, which makes it technically easier and less likely for moving bells and whistles to break down. And their behavioral equipment was cleverly designed to contain magnets where appropriate so that the animals could freely be moving around. Magnetogenetics is therefore an important addition to the neuroscientist's toolbox, which will undoubtedly be developed for... So you get the idea of where I'm going. (laughs) So what did they do? If we're to correlate this article and what the mRNA stuff is doing, and what all of the stories that we've been reading about uh, human beings basically becoming antennas, we come to a very, very disturbing conclusion. And we could assume, or not assume, but we can make the jump, we can make the leap here ever so slightly, that the people taking the PCR tests had some sort of response. So they felt as though they were feeling better, that dopamine was released when they had those swabs shoved up their nose. And so the only, assuming that was the initial insertion, that also means that what we have here is people feeling better feeling better about whether or not they should get a gene therapy platform, whether or not they should get the quote-unquote vaccine. And so once their turn came up, oh my gosh, I, I got to get that vaccine. And once they get the vaccine, oh... There's the dopamine response. There we go. I feel better. They basically turned them into unquestioning borderline drug addicts. So these people are more than ready, (laughs) more than ready to get booster shots again and again and again. 
And the reason why I told you to keep in mind, keep in mind the original, uh, the original, what they call it? optogenetics, which relies on millisecond by millisecond pulses of laser light. Look up the, I can't remember the patent number, but there's a patent number where, I think it was Google that took it out, uh, your computer screen and your telephone, uh, your television, they are now able to pulse light on a scale that is subliminal through your monitor, through your TV, and impact you and manipulate you on an emotional level. Now, if we're to assume that these spike proteins that you're constantly generating now, if you took that inoculation, can be influenced by electromagnetic frequency, then we now know your cell phone could impact you, giving the definition or giving the meaning of smartphone a completely new definition than what you're used to. Your television could be impacting you with the impulse impulse uh, from this patent. Your computer monitor that you're probably on all the time could, in fact, be influencing the spike proteins that are linked up to your dopamine receptors or distributors. I don't know. That's why I'm not in biology. So this stuff is very, very important. And the next step is, because we've heard of the shedding, we heard of people that aren't vaccinated becoming impacted by the people that are vaccinated. What to do next? Now, there seems to be something to uh, pine needle tea. So we have to look into more of that. Apparently, pine needle tea is very, very important or is very helpful with ensuring that DNA and RNA is not manipulated and mutated and, in fact, blocks any sort of mutations. So maybe, just maybe, uh, pine needle tea may be an answer to all of this, but we have to do, look into that some more. So this is it for the last call with Chris Michaels, a clarion call on last call with Chris Michaels, that if you're listening to this show, then you are 10,000 steps, 10,000, not one, not two, not 10, 10,000 steps ahead of the mental midgets that you talk to and interact with on a daily basis. And so if you're listening to me, you are just as brilliant. Well, maybe not just as, but you are brilliant, but not as brilliant as me, because if you did, you'd have a podcast that broadcasts to the parking lot. (laughs) So that's it for me. This is Last Call with Chris Michaels. Be in store for a riveting week, because we are going to have some enormous events occur over the next 14 days.